Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Straight ahead on the JT and Looney podcast, uh, we're going to break down Shake and Bake Sauce and Toss, the NFC and AFC championship game. Uh, are the Cincinnati Bengals just going to roll over the Kansas City Chiefs like they've been rolling over everyone else and like they've been rolling over the Kansas City Chiefs? As of late, like they did in week 13, the way they mugged Travis Kelsey. You know, when you go downtown and you get mugged, the next time you go downtown, you're a little bit nervous. Travis Kelsey might be a little bit trepidatious in this game against the Bengals, the way he got beat up in week 13. Will I pick the Cincinnati Bengals to beat the Kansas City Chiefs in the AFC Championship game? Well, you'll find out, but let me tell you, even though it sounds like I'm not picking the Chiefs, I'm surprised every time they lose. I'm stunned every time they lose. And I don't think it matters whether or not Patrick Mahomes' ankle works or not. That guy's a magician. He's a soldier for those Chiefs. So JT and I will break down uh, those games, AFC and NFC Championship game. JT hates the Eagles, but he also wants to be right. So we'll see whether or not, well, you'll see whether or not he picks the Eagles. I already happen to know. JT and Looney podcast is powered by Bet Online. And you know, you can bet on these great games and every sport at Bet Online. Not only NFL playoff action, the Super Bowl, the big game, as we're supposed to call it. That's so stupid. Don't get me going on that. Also, I, what you got a lot of great props coming up, too, especially when the Super Bowl comes up. We saw these really cool props at betonline.ag. And if you're not wagering yet, What's wrong with you? Get into the incredible habit of gambling on sports. You'll love it. And if you're not a member yet at Bet Online, for being friends with JT and Looney, you get a 50% sign up bonus. Put down 100 bucks, you get 50 bucks. Put down 1,000, you get 500. I ho- Does it work that high? I haven't tried it that high. BetOnline.ag. Just go there and type in the promo code BELIEVE, B L E A V. And then they'll know you're friends with JT and Looney and you get that 50% sign-up bonus. Bet online where the game starts. And now the podcast starts, damn it. Yeah, and then I have to start my video and then I have to blur my background or pick my background. And we're ready to go. Choose my virtual background. And uh, I think I'm going to do something different. What are you going to do? Do you have uh, maybe Capri? As your background? I do not have Capri, but I went to Capri <laughs> once, and it was fabulous. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to put the Golden Gate Bridge behind Oh, there you go, my God. Let me explain to you why I'm doing this. I've been okay. very hard on San Francisco as of late. I lived there. Uh, my wife and I were engaged there. My buddy Cambo lived with him on Lion and Golden Gate, worked for the Ticket 1050 and 95-7 the game eventually, and spent probably – I commuted to San Francisco for 20 years. And so I was there constantly, but I lived there a few years. And I feel like this city's been left behind. I really do. And again, I'm not going to go down the road of politics. I'm just sad for that city and for what's happened to the downtown area, the issues with homelessness that could go to either side of the aisle, what's happened with uh, big crime, petty crime, And what's happened to that beautiful city that I love? I know you love the Noe Valley, and I love different parts. (laughs) I love the panhandle. But I'm very disappointed in what's happened to one of my favorite cities. It has deteriorated. Fact, not fiction. 
Yeah, and I haven't been there since it has. I haven't been there since oh. the pandemic, and I know over the years. And the last time I was there, I I may not have noticed. I was uh, picking my nephew up from college, but uh, and so maybe it was busy with those things and not uh, doing as many uh, touristy things. And, and a great, great city, one of America's great cities. And you know, uh, one thing we've got to remember in America, we tend to politica- politicize things that aren't really political like viruses and homelessness you know if you take a look at you know the poorest countries i mean the the poorest states in the country most impoverished states and where people can't read and where people don't make any money and and uh they have don't have electricity it's red states okay and then you take a look at where the homeless populations are uh, are filling up our cities it's blue states okay it's a draw Okay, guilty. Yeah, if agree. you want to make it, if you want to make it, here's why it's a draw. Because it's a human issue, not a political issue. Just like vaccines and, and viruses are science issues, not political issues. And we tend we tend to get bogged down in politics, and one side has to go up against the other. If someone comes with a good idea, let's just find some good ideas to take care of this, so uh, we can get some of our cities back. One of yeah, one of the big city, uh, issues about these cities deteriorating. Politicians come and go. You and I have been together yep. for a very long time. We've seen we've seen some pretty whacked out politicians yep. on both sides of the aisle. And I don't think it's ever been as crazy as it is right now. And I mean ever. But when it comes to the deterioration of some of America's great cities, I believe a lot of it has to do with crime. And it should be very easy to control crime. Mm-hmm. You should have to have a, a general philosophy on crime. You have to stop the criminals from com- from committing crime. Now, what happens after that, after these cities like San Francisco and New Orleans and Philadelphia, Chicago, and there's other crimes, what happens is then it becomes politicized. Then the criminal gets arrested, and then you could talk about bail issues. They're out of jail. They're done. They, they post bail. They don't have to post bail. They go back, and they start committing crimes again. That's a problem, and I don't care what politician is running a city, a mayor or a governor or whatever it happens. We can't encourage criminals in these cities to continue to go back and commit petty crime, which leads to bigger crime. And I think that's the root of the problems in these beautiful cities that are deteriorating. And if I concede that you're right, we also have to take it one step further. Why are the crimes being committed? You know, Father Greg Boyle runs Homeboy Industries in Los Angeles, and they were one of the most fascinating interviews I've ever seen. Frank Buckley on Channel 5, who used to work at CNN, works on Channel 5 here in L.A., and he's got great interviews that are on when no one can see them at 5.30 in the morning. And uh, Father Greg was talking about how, you know, when a gangster goes into enemy territory, he's not really going in to kill somebody. He's going in to be killed himself. And we have to get to the root of that. Oh, my God! He, He made points like that that I never thought about and uh, we have to get to the source because there are we have the lowest unemployment rate in the history of statistics so why is crime going up and why do we have these criminal issues and because there are there are cities, there's countries like thailand and other countries which have 85 percent unemployment and they don't have the crime that we do and there are countries where you can get the same drugs painkillers steroids at the corner store without a prescription, but they don't have people walking around yacked up on steroids and painkillers. Why can't we stay away from drugs and why can't we stay away from crime when we have all the advantages of being in a society 
in America with an incredible safety net? I don't have the answer, but we have to get to some of those answers before we can even and figure out why people are committing these crimes uh, in addition to, to uh, punishing people who commit them. Yeah, and I talked to my friends who live in San Francisco. We started off with that because of the background of the Golden Gate Bridge, and I know from being heavily engaged up there, not only in the radio market, but with friends who live there, the word is fear. You know, they, people now are fearful that every night someone's going to break into their car. I mean, it's, yeah. it's a lock. that you, If you park on the street in San Francisco. You can't leave anything in your car. Right. If someone sees some people leave notes. They, li- they roll their windows down and leave notes and say, I have nothing in my car. They don't have a stereo. They have nothing there. They're, they're, they're begging people not to steal because what happens here is if the people and the politicians and the police are handcuffed or or they're not told to investigate and or prosecute every crime out there, it encourages more crime and more and more people live in fear. And when you get to these tourist cities, especially the tourist cities, such as San Francisco, Seattle, New Orleans, Venice Beach, Venice, California, Philadelphia, you want to see the Liberty Bell. There's good areas, bad areas. My my nieces, both my nieces live in a nice area in downtown Philadelphia. What you have to do is you have to make sure the criminal is not comfortable going back and committing more crimes. You have to make sure that the non-criminal or the person thinking about doing a crime does not feel like it's easy to do that crime and or if that criminal gets caught, they're going to be back on the street in 12 hours to do it again. We just have this cycle. My buddy, one of my best friends, took a brand new train to Grand Central Station in New York. They opened up finally this new train route and I'll get the details on it. And, and he took a video of it for me. It was incredible. Like the newest train in the world mm-hmm. going into Grand Central Station, which has been redone. The most beautiful thing you've ever seen in your life. I'm sure it's somewhere on the internet. And all of us on the thread were like, well, how much longer until they ruin it? And it was said like in jest by one of us, but we all started going, you're right. In order to keep this train station looking fabulous, you can't allow people to come down into that tunnel, into those shops, and again, not a homelessness thing to people who are cold. Well, it's a why? There. What's right? It's a what's what's wrong with us thing that you're yeah. asking. What is wrong? Because you and I have been to Europe. They have nice things like this as the norm, and it stays nice. They have really cool park benches and bikes you can borrow, and they don't get wrecked. What's wrong with why do we wreck stuff? And it's the same thing as why, why do we commit crimes the way we do, considering the advantages we have in this country? And why do we uh, why do we take drugs the way we do the way and other countries don't? Uh, and why do we have mass shootings? What is it? Those have got to be all related. And I don't have the answer, but we do have to get to the bottom of it. LeBron James is about to break Kareem Abdul-Jabbar's all-time scoring record. Yeah. And what's fascinating about that number is I don't consider myself a sports servant, but I'm an old school guy. I pretty much know numbers. That's what I get paid to right. do, know numbers. I have no idea what this number is. I mean, oh, no. you're right. Only and in baseball we know the numbers. We yeah, don't know them in the NBA, and we don't. Yes. We know Kobe's 81 or Wilt's 100. That's easy, but yeah, we, we don't know, know the NFL numbers. So this is where I've said again. This is where the debate helps LeBron all time because the only debate that matters is Michael Jordan. Now, it should matter with LeBron, Michael Jordan, and Kareem. Right. Because Kareem, some people say, I mean, we've debated this topic many times, a caller will pop up and go, stop, it's Kareem. 
and then it's Jordan. Well, or it'll be me that says that. Very yeah. few callers are just zombies. They all say it's Jordan. <laughs> so for LeBron, we know because Jordan played at this age at the very same age at the end with the Wizards. And what Jordan did at the Wizards is I remind everybody, he played every game. That's yep. insane because of where yeah. we are now. Yeah. No time in NBA history, and the Warriors are doing it, Tom. Oh, my God. I cannot believe it, but I have the, the load management Warriors. Yeah, yep. I have the answer. Steve Kerr gives pop just as much credit as he gives who? Phil Jackson, right? Steve yep. Kerr is this unbelievable. He played for Phil Jackson, right, and pop. He coached. So he, he's got two of the greatest mentors. Like Mount Rushmore guys. He's got right. Bill Jackson, there's Greg Popovich, Red Allbach, who's no longer here. You can go down the list of the greats of all time. And now Steve Kerr is giving the famed Warriors permission not to play basketball. Uh, back-to-backs, on the road, load management, and all this. You would think. And it, it's taking over the league, but it's not taking over LeBron. And LeBron right. is playing at this level <laughs> for two reasons. One, He's the biggest brand in the NBA by far. And also, he's got a record that he's chasing. He's really trying to trace, chase this a Kareem record, which I think is going to be not only a feather in his cap, but this might be one of the de- deciding moments in the debate if he surpasses Michael Jordan. I really believe that. Well, in a better all-around game, he, could, he, did, he did so many things Jordan couldn't do, like come out of high school and have the confidence to go straight into the NBA. Michael didn't have that and might not have been good enough, although maybe well, he was, but, you but not mentally. You. You're right. Michael, there was zero chance that Michael Jordan can go from high school. He got cut from his high school team at one point. Right. There was 0.00 chance, and he would have been allowed to, that Michael Jordan could have went from high school to the NBA. And that's mental toughness there yeah. because he probably had the fiscal talent, but the key is there, do you have the arrogance and the ego, and he didn't yet. But could you, but LeBron already had it, and at the, at the end of the career, how many are scoring and how well are you playing, and he has that over Kareem. I saw Kareem in his last year, who was just so average, his last year in the NBA in a playoff game against the Portland Trailblazers the night the riots started, mm, the Rodney yeah. King riots. I was at the forum. Something inside me told me leave at halftime. There with my godson. And uh, the car I had when I drove to the forum that day, an awful day, was uh, didn't have a radio, so I wasn't hearing the news, and I hated wallowing in ignorance like that. We we left at halftime, walked outside, and there was a woman, an African-American woman, driving around the parking lot looking for anybody. And she rolled down the window and said to us, which way is home for you? I said, towards the beach. We live in Venice. She said, good. Don't go east. Everything's on fire. And I was almost out of gas. Driving back to Venice. It's about a 15-minute drive. Back and, then. Now it's about three hours. <laughs> and there was all every gas station. I was out of gas. Every gas station had yellow tape around it. Every gas station yellow tape. I'm going, I need gas. Finally, I, I got closer to home. There was one open. but uh, So that was also pretty scary. And it was this dark, foreboding feeling. And as everyone else was sitting inside the forum waiting for the second half of that game, I was glad I was getting out of there. But I digress. Michael Jordan was, and I could go down that road still, 
the greatest player of all time because of his 6-0. and Remember, the zombies, the zombies on this topic will always tell you that Michael won six NBA titles. He was 6-0. and And I was there for all of it, watching it, or I went to some of the Nick games, all of that. Well, the so, greatest what? See, the greatest NBA player or the greatest basketball player of all time? Just remember, everything. Just kind of like I said about Brady, me and you argue but, so, about But Brady. you're leaving out, so you're just going to leave yeah. out the parts where Kareem and... Oh, yeah, LeBron did because Kareem could have gone out of high school and played, but he wasn't allowed to. You're right, and that, that's it's a great point because Kareem, if he didn't have to go <laughs> and play for John Wooden and tie his shoes every day and show his teammate how to tie his shoes correctly, right? The greatest <laughs> college player, along with Bill. Yeah, Martin, how many? When more he was playing in college, it would be like you would if you and I went and played against seventh graders, right? Yeah, now. He, he unbelievable. Thinking about the amount of points, but on the argument about Jordan and LeBron, LeBron this season is averaging 29.9. Averaging. That should be number one in the league. But the league is out of control now because we're a league now full of chuckers. Right. All everybody <laughs> does now is shoot with the with the shot clock. in the beginning. Everybody's allowed to do everything now in the NBA. Okay, everybody now in the league is allowed to do whatever the hell they want. They don't have to play defense on every possession. They can shoot whenever. Ever they touch the ball, wherever they are, even if they're seven the feet five, yep. yeah, you could do. You could shoot threes. If you miss threes, you're encouraged to shoot more. That wasn't the case back in the day. So LeBron is seventh, seventh in the league, averaging thirty points a game. Here's who's ahead of him: number six, Damian Lillard, the guy who wanted to stay in Portland. Great, yeah. we're gonna give you a statue. You're gonna have you're gonna average thirty points a game. You're never gonna win, never, and that's okay. That's his choice. At number five. Shea Gilgris, Alexandra, OKC, what a year he's having, 30.8. Then Giannis, maybe the best player in the world, even at 31, along with Jason Tatum. Oh, my God, Jason Tatum is insane. What he does every night for Boston. Number two, guy who maybe should win the MVP this year. You believe Joel Embiid is averaging 33.4? 33 points for Joel Embiid he's averaging. And then at number one, just a little bit above him, 33.8 is Luka Doncic who probably will win the MVP. A lot of these guys are young. A lot of these guys are kids. And LeBron, Tom, is right there with him. LeBron's played 39 games. He's averaging 36.1 minutes a game. That's incredible. And it's too bad that he he doesn't have uh, the guys around him that can uh, take a little load management off him. But he doesn't. So he has to go out there, try to put on a show, and try to get the Lakers to win, which he actually does quite successfully more often than people thought after their terrible start just all on his own and putting on his back uh, with a wink and a nod to Anthony Davis, who shows up like a Watt brother every five or six games. But uh, he is, uh, he's been incredible to watch. And it's one of those stories that would have gone under the radar the season he's having if he wasn't chasing down Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. And for my son, who's editing the podcast now, the video portion of the podcast, subscribe and share. He's a huge Kobe fan, and it's tough on my son, and I'm talking to him now through this camera because my son is deeply affected by the passing of Kobe Bryant because Kobe was his sports hero. No one even came close. When I walk by my son's bedroom, I still see the Kobe poster there even though he's in college. So Kobe's a great player, and Kareem's unbelievable, and Malone, who was second all-time on this list. Yeah, and Malone, because he played in Utah – 
Mm-hmm. Uh, kind of he went under the uh, one of those guys that goes under almost like Hank Aaron in terms of Hank Aaron would have been a Hall of Famer with 300 home runs because Hank Aaron was right there with Pete Rose and Ty Cobb when it comes to base hits. But because of style and personality and where they played, don't get as much uh, props. Yeah. So I want to I want to give everybody the JT ground rules going forward on comparing okay. Jordan versus LeBron. Here are the ground rules going forward. Number one, you have to take their stats and look at their stats. Not who your favorite guy is. Not who your team is. Not the era you grew up in. Okay, you just have to look at numbers and stats, please. So you're going to add up Jordan and you're going to add up Michael Jord- uh, LeBron James. When you're done adding up the stats, you'll notice that LeBron James has lapped Michael Jordan. Like if we're running track, he lapped Michael Jordan when it comes to rebounds, assists, points, playoff points, playoff assists, playoff rebounds, all of that. So you'll look at the numbers and go, wait a second. How are we comparing Michael Jordan to LeBron James? They're not even close. Then you'll notice that LeBron is the all-time leading scorer. That's part of the stats and look at Michael Jordan. And then the only other way you can do it then is to look at championships. And Michael's going to have that advantage because LeBron lost early in his career in the finals. LeBron uh, played on some teams that weren't as good as the teams he competed against in the finals. Very similar to Charles well, Barkley. If I could cross-examine you and play Alan Dershowitz. Yeah. The uh, What counts more? How many times you get your team on your they back point. and take them to the championship or how many championships you made it to? Because uh, Michael failed more times than LeBron at getting his team into the championship That's game. my Jim Kelly, Joe Flacco argument. Joe right. Flacco has a Super Bowl. <laughs> Jim Kelly doesn't. Jim Kelly right. went to four. Right. Okay, who's better? It's not even close. Jim Kelly or Joe yep. Flacco. But look, LeBron, LeBron in one of his finals early on, you know, against Dallas and Dirk, didn't want to shoot. Didn't want to shoot. You know, finals and everybody. To this day, that is really the argument to have against LeBron. Yeah. But if my you go own- back in the hot tub time machine, 10, 12 years, and tell us he was chasing down. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar's points record, we would be stunned because we were bitching on the radio about him dishing off to Booby Gibson yeah. for the winning and, shot. And try, Instead of trying to take the game and put it on his yeah. back, yeah. he's passing to Booby Gibson in the corner. But so it's everything, great. really, it's everything that college purists like Mike Chichesky would have loved is that he was a team guy, a team. His, his game was more Magic Johnson than it was Michael Jordan, and it was more Magic Johnson than it was Kareem. And that's why, you know, some people don't include him in the conversations, Michael Jordan, because Jordan was flashier. Yes. Another point I want to make on the championships won and lost. I was there on the court. They actually allowed me on the court when San Antonio and Tim Duncan beat LeBron in the Miami Heat when the Heatles came together and they tried to have a super team. Very good team. Very good team, but it wasn't as good as Pop in San Antonio. That team was great. Yeah. They won five championships. And LeBron lost that one. And I'll never forget, as they were roping off the court in San Antonio, and I had my wife and son in the stands, and my credential, I came down on the court, and LeBron walked by, not me, but the group of guys that we were around there, and he walked by, and I said to myself, ooh, that's a legacy loss there. That San Antonio is kind of wrapping up their dynasty they go through LeBron. So LeBron had to go through a team that was better than them. The, the Dallas championship's debatable. But then the Steph Curry era came along. And remember, that became a Warriors dynasty with four, currently four championships in LeBron's prime or the back end of his prime, very similar to Peyton Manning. Peyton Manning won one championship with the Colts. Why is that? Well, did you hear about the Patriots and Tom Brady? 
at that time and what they were doing. So LeBron got slowed down because of the Steph and Duncan run. Michael Jordan didn't have that problem. His biggest problem was my Knicks in the Eastern Conference semis or the Eastern Conference finals because once he went to the West and played the NBA finals, oh, my God, some of those teams were terrible or not very good. The Thunder Dan Marleys and the Greg Ostertag. Do I need to remind everybody that Michael (laughs) Jordan was going up against Greg Ostertag? Nice guy. But that was your Utah Jazz. So Jordan had a little bit easier than LeBron when it came to matchups deep into the postseason in the NBA Finals, Tom. Now you dropped an Easter egg there just to get me going. It worked. Yes, the Spurs dynasty. Shut up. The Spurs, yeah. Would they win over 20, 25 years, five championships? That's once every blue moon. When you win a championship once every blue moon, which is four years, uh, you're not a dynasty. They, they, they really underachieved with the rosters, plural, that they had over the years. That. I don't know if you could tell me Manu Ginobili, Tony Parker. Yeah, why weren't they, why weren't they winning championships? Because the Lakers went out to 7 out of 10 the first, uh, the first yeah. 10 years of the decade. Uh, and so, I mean, first 10 years of the century. And so, it's, uh, yeah, they really underachieved in a lot of ways. You, well, can't, win. you can't win a game when you got .4 seconds left. You don't deserve to be called a dynasty. Well, this is fun. This, is, this, could, this could jump over every NBA podcast out there, you know. The NBA podcast that's like, Larry Bird, let's talk about Larry Bird. For or you. let's make a list. Larry Bird. <laughs> We're going to get to the list. That's the whole point of this podcast. Wow. We're getting to the list momentarily. <laughs> uh, but as we wrap up and put a bow on LeBron versus Michael Jordan, maybe our audience – can react to us at Twitter, at JT the Brick, at Looney on Fox. When it comes down to this, I don't think we can debate. The road to LeBron winning championships was more difficult than Jordan. Now, that might get the internet to break, and you might just want to throw something at me, but no, I want to clarify that again. The run for Jordan early in his career through the Celtics and especially the Pistons where he couldn't get through them. Remember, he didn't make it to the NBA Finals. Right. Okay, LeBron did. LeBron did with Booby Gibson. Michael Jordan did LeBron not. did also at an age where Michael was still in college. Right. So you're looking at Michael Jordan when he couldn't get by the Pistons and he couldn't get by Bird and the Celtics, but he went 6-0. and He went 6-0 and in the NBA Finals. Well, how about the ones he didn't get there? Are we going to count that? Then when Michael Jordan, Michael Jordan disappeared for a couple of years. Yeah, that not too. LeBron right. didn't have any of that. I'm not a conspiracy theorist. Michael Jordan, if you believe, left the sport for a couple of years because of his dad tragically being murdered, I would never touch that. That's Michael Jordan and that. Conspiracy theorists go out on a road and they go down a different road of him and David Stern and what Michael could have been doing, getting slapped on the wrist. I avoid that because someone died, and that's Michael Jordan. But he left the league for a couple of years, and those stats are not there. Did you just totally explain what you avoided? (laughs) For those who think he had a gambling issue. Oh, well, still, yeah, still there was the the taint – of scandal yeah there was a taint of scandal with uh with michael and there was never lebron who doesn't get in trouble in their teens and 20s we can't raise our hand and say we didn't yes uh, so, Le, so, so and, and lebron was came into the league famous and never what was the most controversial thing he ever did say social political things when he was 35 not bad so as we as we wrap this up with jordan versus lebron please everyone add in everything the years Michael didn't play, those are the years LeBron played. That's why he's passing Kareem. Uh, the championships, 6-0 and for Jordan. LeBron's got four. LeBron's been to more, so he's lost. Please add that in. But the one thing you'll never, ever be able to debate, 
is the overwhelming statistics that LeBron James has over Michael Jordan. It's almost laughable on the points, the rebounds, the assist, and then look at the playoff stats versus Jordan. You won't believe it. So that's going to be the only argument. If you're in the LeBron camp and 10 years from now, you're at a bar and you're debating this topic, just make sure on your phone you bring up the stats because it'll shut up every Michael Jordan fan about that because stats matter. Home runs matter, okay? Rushing yards matter. Barry Sanders played for a terrible organization, and he put up stats that you can compare to Jim Brown and Emmett Smith and Marcus Allen, and that's the debate for Barry Sanders. Not the championships, not his playoff games and all of that. He was an individual player. LeBron James has it all. He's got the stats. He's going to have the scoring record. He's got the rings and all of that, and it'll be him versus Jordan years from now in that debate. You know, Barry Sanders really suffered also from playing for the Detroit Lions during an era when there was no red zone and no package. So he was on a bad team that no one ever got to see play because, remember, that was just when you got the games that you got in your local market. And the Detroit Lions, I had to get the paper on Monday morning to see how Barry Sanders did because the, the Sports Good Center point. was just growing at the time, and so you could see him on Sports Center. But really, for a lot of Barry's career, we had to find out in the newspaper on Monday morning how many yards Barry Sanders had. It was always really impressive. But he was not in the Sports Center uh, ticket or uh, you know, or uh, red zone era where people got to see him play. And that's ter- that's just too bad. We are now currently in the era of list. This is my big pet peeve here because there's always an edge that I have. I have a chip on my shoulder for people that got into our industry, sports radio or sports media, that would be television, whatever it is. And they cut the line because that'll, that'll never change no matter how much longer I do this because I didn't cut the line. I got into the business as a caller. I was a caller. I had a good job. I had a much better job than a radio job. So again, this is, this is true. This is fact, not fiction. My career in my career of stockbrokering was going really well at the time. And I had an opportunity to get into sports radio, the best move of my life. I wouldn't have met my wife. I wouldn't have met you, Tom. I wouldn't have had the life I had, 24 years with the Raiders. All the benefits I've had, and especially the athletes and the relationships that I've made, I never would have made as a stockbroker. See the guy in the other office down there and the guy in the bullpen and the stuff. Those were not the relationships I wanted. I wanted this. So I got in and I started doing overnights. I had to work midnight to 5 a.m. Okay, I had to take calls at three in the morning from drunk people who were yelling at me. I had to start from scratch. Now I'm seeing people on radio and TV, and all they're doing is putting together lists every day. Right. The top <laughs> quarterbacks that are left in the Stealing play. from USA Today and David yeah. Letterman. Um, yeah. The top 10 players left in the postseason. The top blank. So everybody's doing a list now, which is so fucking lazy and pathetic. And the problem is most of these program directors, excuse me, they've never done a shift on radio. Let me repeat that again. They've never done a shift. Now, I worked for a legend at Sirius XM, Steve Cohen, who worked at the fan, worked with Mike and the Mad Dog, Bill Parcells. So I've worked. I worked for Andrew Ashwood, who was BJ Hunter. Right. He was a radio guy. Radio guy. And there's some good ones out there if if this splits out. But in general... These lazy-ass PDs who let their people go into their jobs every day, they don't go to games, they don't ask for credentials, they don't get in their car and park in media parking, 
go up to the press box, shake some hands and meet people. What they're doing is they just come into work the next day and a producer and an intern gives them a list. And next time you watch a debate show or the next time you listen or watch a radio show on TV, start noticing this, please. And, and you might even like the list. You might be like, man, this list is kind of interesting. Just remember, it's nothing more than lazy, lazy preparation to try to get zombies out there to look at the list and see if they agree or not. It's driving me nuts, Tom. What about you? Well, because usually a talk show host, a really well-qualified talk show host, what's a well-qualified talk show host? Well, first of all, uh, has a savant nature. Whatever comes up that day in sports or even news, even if he's a sports guy, he can talk about. And it, but, but it's make it sound easy. And tells, tell, be a good storyteller. One moment you're talking about uh, Damian Lillard and the Portland Trailblazers, and the other moment the guy's telling a story about the riots mm-hmm. and uh, with great detail from that day. That is a talk show host, a storytelling, uh, autodidactic, interested in everything. Uh, well, it doesn't take that to read a list and debate a list. It, you know, USA Today and David Letterman had a lot of fun with that over the years because uh, it's simple, and, but it doesn't take any storytelling ability. You don't, as you, as you, you don't have to do any homework for it because a producer Bingo. Bingo. is a producer who really isn't going to give you any great ideas about thought process or uh, topics. A lot of times, producers are wonderful. We've got a lot of great producers, but that's just something uh, younger producers are coming up with. They haven't had the life experience to give you a good topic to tie it into being a dad and your trip to Europe. You know, they can't, they don't come up with that, but they can come up with a list. And then the talks, the hosts are agreeing to it because it's easy. And the key is to make hard talk radio sound easy, not just to do easy stuff like that. Well, we've been lucky. And again, for, for myself going back in time, all the great producers, that we've worked with. Oh my God. I want that to be part of my legacy, not because I hired them and I kind of suggested a few of them, but I mean, some of the producers we had Adam Hawk who went on to the Jim Rome show. We had him, Sam Batesh, CBS sports HQ, uh, Aaron Larsoul who sits courtside at the Lakers. Yes. Elon Kriegel who ended up working for Obama and Hillary. Did you see uh, on social media, Lauren Gardner, who was at the white house last week? I did. One of our producers, and uh, I have two now, Alex Hardy and Sean McChesney. I work with uh, Mad Dog. Really good. And I've been lucky with that because what I believe they like about working with me is the fact that I respect them all and I don't treat them as a producer because some producers are better than the host. Right. Yeah. Not one producer has ever or intern ever went to get us coffee. We went and got it ourselves. We we didn't go uh, (laughs) right before the show. Can you go get me a coffee? Uh, Can you go to El Pollo Loco, please? Never. Never. Buy our producers beer. Right. Right. Vegas. But I digress. But when I get back to this is none of the producers that I work with or worked with in the past have ever had to come to me ever once. Not one time and develop a topic with me. No, no, we never had that. Crooks and program directors and consultants, you know, they'll sit at a banquet and they'll talk about developing a topic tree. Oh, we're going to go down this road of the topic tree. And then we're going to go down this. They do that, a lot of them, because they don't go to games. They don't have a history. Right, right. Yeah, we didn't need to to be told what to talk about. I didn't have to (laughs) learn from some program director who never went on the radio, who sat on the other side of the glass, which is fine. Oh, do a little better job of, building that topic give me a break 
Okay, right. I know what I'm talking about. I just did LeBron and Jordan. Okay, I'm not going to have another topic tree on this and that. And and but young kids now want to do that. They want to listen to people that rip off Rick Scott, a legendary consultant, and others, and just say instead of reading the PowerPoint of Rick Scott from 25 years ago, we'll just change it and change it <laughs> right. to Twitter. And we'll say, this is how you tweet, or this is how you tease ahead. The teasing ahead fascinates me. It's very important because there are some program directors who believe that people in their car will stay in their car. Oh my God, they'll stay in their car. If you tease ahead and say, coming up, I'll tell you why Tom Brady's not going to a team and he's going to retire when we come back. And the guy's going to sit in his car and go, oh, my God, I'm going to miss my appointment or I'm going to I'm going to miss dinner because I'm going to sit here for that. I've always been a believer of the Howard Stern model and the Howard Stern model for the young broadcasters out there is just do fucking great radio. Exactly. No one will ever turn off your radio show. I don't care if you're listening to Colin Coward, Dan Patrick, whoever it is, a, a local guy on AM radio. If you love the show. If you like the show, you're always going to listen to it. And there's going to be bad segments or segments that aren't as great, but you're always going to be there. Believe me, no one's going to put a net around you at 135 so you listen at 148 because you tease something so brilliantly. Now these consultants- and, and you'll never be able to tease better than Ozark or Below Deck Mediterranean. <laughs> you'll never be able to tease better great than point. those television Inside baseball, great point. <laughs> but the consultants and the program directors need to tell people this because if they don't tell them that, what do they do? <laughs> this, is, this is the riddle. This yep. is what's wrapped yep. in the enigma. You're right. If you're a program director and consultant and you don't say, hey, man, you didn't tease that third segment well enough. Then you know what happens? They don't have a consulting job. They're not a programmer because right. they basically just, they have to tell you something. They can't get behind the microphone. Most of them, some can. They can't get behind the microphone and tell you how to do this. They can't sit in the studio with you and tell you how to build the topic. They have no idea. Greatest job in the world, those consultant jobs. Jerry West on the phone. Oh, don't trade clay. Okay, thanks, Jerry. We won't trade clay. <laughs> so as it goes back to the list, which is what's fascinating to me. That's what I love about Andy Cohen when I walk past my wife and she's watching Watch What's Happening Live. I'm just walking by for a snack. And he says, he opens up his show and says, this is what fascinates me. This is what I'm fascinated about in the opening of his show. Mm-hmm. And he gives you a couple of points and you go, okay, that's interesting. What fascinates me today, as we're two weeks out from Radio Row and the Super Bowl, is the list. I, the poll questions, I get it. Is that yep. engages social media, you get more clicks. Yep. If you can get a zombie to click on who's better, Brady or Peyton Manning, you get a click and the consultants like that. But when it comes to a list, just notice the next time you're watching sports and think of JT and Looney. When all of a sudden behind the host, it just says top 10 or top four. I like Mount Rushmore. I do a Mount Rushmore from. Oh, we do a Mount Rushmore all the time. I love Mount Rushmore because we're one of the few. But it's usually spontaneous. We didn't have a producer sit down ahead with a meeting. Yeah, and most people think there are five presidents on Mount Rushmore. There's only four. There's only four. That's why it's a top four list. But next time you watch sports cable, notice how many lists there are and how dumb they are. Because David, and we need to remind people, watch sports cable. They need you. Because <laughs> it's only JT and me so far. <laughs> tell, tell, tell our audience what my wife says when I'm watching. That. Your wife says, you're, you're the, as you bitch about stuff like this, she says, you're the only one watching. <laughs> on netflix and prime and i'm trying to catch up with movies oh oh movie review movie review movie review okay all quiet on the western front 
nine Academy Award nominations, the history of World War I on the Western Front, where three million soldiers died. Not 300,000, three That's your kind of war movie. And they were 50 meters to 100 meters separation from each other, the giant armies. Okay, the Germans, the French, what was happening. Isn't that an old movie or is this one you just brand new. Brand new. It's on okay. it's nominated for nine Academy Awards, including Best Picture. Including Best Picture. That's why I knocked it out. I saw it there yesterday and I clicked on it. I just asked that. You know I knew the answer, but there was you know, it's a it's a re- it's a it, it was it was fantastic. I gave it three and a half out of five bricks. It was long, two hours and twenty minutes, but if you look at that history and you know, you should know this history, so I'm not Spoiler. Alert. Well, here's the thing, too. Uh, I I just never tell me how long a movie is. Two twenty isn't yeah. bad. Just don't yeah. tell me when it's three, like they used to do at the arc light before the movie started. Now and have a yeah. tantrum. Okay, I want your bullet points on Bengals, Chiefs, 49ers, Eagles, as we have NFC and AFC Championship weekend. I'm taking the Bengals and the 49ers. Bengals beat the Chiefs, whether or not. Patrick Mahomes is healthy, and their defense mugged Travis Kelsey in Week 13. You know, it gets in your head whenever you get mugged downtown. That's in your head the next time you go downtown. So, uh, Bengals 31, Chiefs 27, 49ers over the Eagles. I love the chicken soup with the soul story of Purdy. And he's he's been, you know, it's going to be an insane crowd in Philly, but he'll be able to handle it. That was every Saturday for three years for Purdy in college. 49ers 24, Eagles 17. All right, so as I begin, do me that famous thing where you yell wrong. Okay. Three, <laughs> right. two, and one. Wrong! I was wrong, and I'd like to apologize wow. about the Buffalo Bills. Okay. I was wrong. I had Buffalo to win the Super Bowl. I was wrong. I want Cincinnati to win everything because they're the least harmless team. That will drive me nuts if they win. So I have Philadelphia winning <laughs> over the Niners, 27-23, to 23, and I have Cincinnati winning – and going to the Super Bowl as Cincinnati is going to win in Kansas City because of Mahomes' injury, 24-23 by one point. I have Cincinnati and Philadelphia in the Super Bowl. And keep in mind, the final score of 49ers-Eagles could be 10-9. to That's going to be a football game. Yeah, I know. They're all football games, Looney. Thank you for listening to all 42 minutes and 42 seconds of the JT and Looney podcast powered by our friends at Bet Online, where the game starts. Thank you so much. Have a nice day. Come again. Thanks, Michael. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.